Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the uh, Monday Morning Monorail Podcast Special Edition. It is a Tuesday night, which makes it special enough to begin with. But this is our first ever attempt at a live stream. I just played the intro music for the show. I don't know if you were actually able to hear that or not. Um, so that's going to be interesting to find out later. But I hope that you were. So test one complete. Test two is going to be, can people actually call in and you hear me and I hear you and we can actually have a conversation. That would be fun as well. So if you happen to be listening, you want to call in, there should be a option for you to do that. Um, I thought maybe it would give me a number to give out. It looks like that is not the case. I think that you have to join the live stream and then maybe you just have a little option to, to do a guest call in. So feel free to do that. Um, happy to have you join and, and have a conversation. Um, it's been an interesting Disney day, and that was kind of another motivation for the live stream tonight in that there were two pretty huge announcements. It's kind of funny they both happened, um, and I guess you can speculate as to why that might be. But um, yeah, so the first being, I think this came out first anyway, um, that Bob Iger, effective immediately, is stepping down uh, and no longer will have the role of CEO. He'll still be part of the company in kind of a creative position and consulting for a little while. And Bob Chapik is stepping in. I'll hold off further comment on that for now. Um, and then, of course, the other is we finally found out when Spaceship Earth is going down for refurb, which is funny. Th this kind of thing always happens. We just talked about this on the Monday episode of the podcast. And... Um, we said, well, we don't know when it's going to happen. And of course, I go ahead and make a prediction. Well, I think it'll happen at the end of the year. I mean, is May the end of the year? No, not really. But it's this year. And <laughs> so I was close. I don't know. Um, I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit for that. But just kind of speculating if this really is going to be a, a two-year refurb. Ugh, I don't want to think about that. For Spaceship Earth, um, then they definitely needed to get it started so that it could be ready to go in time for the the big 40th anniversary that'll come up here at, in 2022. So, um, oh, I see. So, uh, Ladida, <laughs> Ladida, maybe. Uh, thanks. Uh, just commented in the chat. Said there's a little buttons to there's a little button to join convo. So I think maybe if you do that, it'll give you the option to to call in. So, yeah, if you're listening and you'd like to chat, feel free to do that. Um, yeah, and, and we can talk about whatever. We can talk about those things. We can talk about whatever Disney topic might be on your mind. Um, in order to give a little time to give people a chance to join, I wanted to give this a shot. This week on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast, we discussed a couple of things from day one, living with the land pavilion, um, what that pavilion was like when it opened. 
there were a couple of things I had to clip out because we were grasping at straws, trying to remember a couple of things, and I'll address those in a minute. But but one thing that um, we did discuss at great length was the kitchen cabaret, and that is, of course, because veggie fruit fruit is maybe one of the best songs ever created. But specifically for Epcot, that's something we could talk about tonight. Let's talk about like your favorite original Epcot songs. Um, and do those exist in Epcot forever? Possibly. That's something we could discuss. Uh, but yeah, so I want to give this a shot. We got veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit queued up here. It's a couple of minutes of goodness. So here we go. Enjoy. I simply have to tell you that my friends who are singing are delectable. Meals are defined as long as you can dine with fruit and vegetables. They're good for you, everyone. They make your meals a lot of fun. Like a carnival. It's nice to be with fruit and vegetables. And now, ladies and gentlemen, those fresh, ripe performers, the colander, combo, and the fiesta fruit. There are no substitutes for we veggie fruit, fruit, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. You see, a balanced meal always wins with our vitamins. A and C, 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 fruit, fruit, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. My friends are exciting just like fireworks igniting there. Incredible! Sparks always fly each and every time you try fruit and vegetables. They're inviting and lighting anytime you're with them. It's a treat! Like a carnival! It's nice to dine with fruit and So we have our first caller, and it happens to be my mother. <laughs> so, Mom, welcome to the Monday Morning Monorail on a Tuesday night. We're very glad to hear from you. We just wanted to know if you were going to sing anything live, any of the Disney songs. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. So think we would love to hear, to hear your beautiful voice. No, I well spoken as a true mother. Um, <laughs> of course, you would. Uh, but no, I, I don't think that I'll be making anybody suffer through that tonight. Well, are all four of the monorails present? No, they're not. It's just me tonight. Um, again, probably, you know, disappointing to most because I think a lot of people's opinion is that Garrett and McKenna are the stars of the monorail. But <laughs> um, no, they're, they're doing their thing. I think McKenna's watching some Ghibli films and or maybe regular show at this point, And Garrett had to get ready for bed. So. Okay, well, we're just going to listen now. Tell us some good stuff. I'm listening. Okay, well, wait, before you go, what was your favorite Epcot attraction that you ever experienced? The countries. The countries. That, okay, World Showcase. <laughs> All right. Mom Monorail says the countries. What about you, Dad? I like the animal. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and the animals. Yeah. That is not in Epcot. What are uh, you talking about? Oops. <laughs> okay. Well, then I like Spaceship Earth. The jungle. Earth. 
Okay, so before you go, so Spaceship Earth, they announced today they're going to be shutting it down for a long renovation. It's going to be down for two years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, um, which is that's that's probably one of the toughest things to take, I think, is the length of that refurbishment. But um, they say that a lot of a lot of the scenes will remain, but there will be some new scenes and they're going to be upgrading with new technology and a new voiceover. So no more Dame Judy Dench as the narrator. Yeah. If okay. you could suggest a new narrator for Spaceship Earth, who who would you want to hear talking about the history of humanity? Martha Stewart. Mar <laughs> Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Okay, Julia Roberts. <laughs> Julia Roberts. No, always known for her voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Barbara Streisand. Well, that's not too bad. Um, you know, I was thinking you might suggest somebody like Craig Ferguson or something. Oh, I didn't think of Craig. <laughs> yes. And his army of skull people. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Our or even David Letterman. Hey, I would support David Letterman. I like that one. That would be pretty good. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in, Mom and Dad. Okay. Love you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. First ever caller to the live stream. Mom and dad monorail. <laughs> wow. Um, so that was fun and um always always good to to get some uh parently perspective, you know. Um I, I, I wish that I knew where some of the videos and some of the pictures that we took when, you know, I took trips as, as little Justin was going to the parks. I don't know where any of those things are these days. So, um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm always jealous because Frank and Jen, the Dillos over at theme park Thursday with Dillos Diz, they seem to have every VHS um, that they ever recorded on a camcorder, every picture they ever took in the parks when they were growing up. There's so much really good um, memorabilia and, and um, some of those great memories they still have a hold of. And they've uploaded a lot of videos from the past on their YouTube page, so go check that out. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure we have some of that stuff somewhere um, in, in the parents' house, and I just need to try to go find some of it because I'd like to be able to, to share some of that stuff. The only thing I've ever... well. Recently, I found a picture from Universal, and it's of me and my brother, and it's just so, I mean, ripped right out of like late 80s, early 90s, the acid, acid wash jeans, the neon, uh, my brother's full mullet at this point, and we're standing in front of the uh, Ghostbusters car, and um, yeah, pretty, pretty freaking cool, but um, I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff out there. I just, I don't know where to find it right now. Anyway. So, um, other things you could hear, if you listen to the Monday episode, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, the, the refurbishment they're doing to Cinderella's castle. Um, this one is in my mind, an upgrade. So evidence that I'm not just totally against change all the time. Um, I embrace it sometimes. It just depends. I don't like change for the sake of change. Uh, but I'm also, you know. I'm I'm gonna be okay with things if I feel like it's additive, and in this case, the renderings that we've got of of what the Cinderella's castle is gonna look like post refurbishment. Uh, I'm not gonna say refurb post upgrade. It's gonna look great. 
I like the gold additions. I like the additional turrets. I think it's going to look beautiful with the paint job. So, and it kind of does connect it a little bit more to, to uh, the Disneyland Snow White's castle or Sleeping Beauty. Is it Sleeping Beauty's castle? McKenna Monorail's entered the room, but she's not on mic. Uh, Disneyland no, Disneyland. OG Disney. Uh, That's Sleeping Beauty, right? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I think it actually, it, I think at some point they may have called it both. You don't know. She doesn't know. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so a lot of different things um, changing in, in the parks just across the board. One thing that I found kind of interesting, though, something I'd like to dig into just a little bit more is the whole uh, changeover and really kind of... Um, reimagining of what the Hollywood studios is because I felt like they were certainly going to be taking this park and taking the whole Hollywood studio idea out of the park. Once we had toy story land and we had galaxy's edge and everything opened up and, and who, who else, you know, who who knows what's coming next. I hear the rumor is that there could be a, maybe some Pixar additions um, and maybe kind of expanding that out a little bit more, but and hopefully it doesn't involve getting rid of the Muppets. Hashtag save the Muppets. Um, but, you know, some some different things going on in Hollywood Studios. And and I guess a, probably two or three years ago, the rumor started bouncing around that they were going to change the name. In fact, I think at one point, some surveys went out to test different uh, possible names for the studios. I feel like one of them was like Disney's Hollywood Adventure or something, which I think was probably maybe the safer one, but that was closer to Islands of Adventure. So I think they probably went away for that. Um, but I'm I'm starting to question whether there's been a bit of a course change in in that whole concept, because now with the uh, the reintroduction of the movie magic show projection show and the focus on the theater taking away the Star Wars stage and really opening up that view as you walk down uh, Hollywood Boulevard to the Chinese theater, it really kind of makes you wonder if, if possibly now they're going to try to reincorporate some of that Hollywood movie magic kind of feel and, and try to re-embrace that a little bit. Um, I'm all for that because I think you can still have that concept and have these immersive lands, right? Cause you're stepping into the movies. It, it almost reminds me going back to This is the second time I'm going to mention universal on this particular live show. What's up with a live show? I go crazy and mention the park that shall not be named. Um, but I think the, that for universal, their whole um, slogan used to be ride the movies. Am I remembering that right? Um, I think that's what it was. So, you kind of have that concept if you've got these immersive, oh, I'm going to step into Toy Story. You're not writing. You're living. You're living the movies. Live the movies. Um, stepping into Galaxy's Edge and so on and so forth. So, you know, you've got Municiburg kind of. You've got that strip where you've got the Incredibles and you're kind of stepping into an Incredibles world. You can go meet Edna Mode and see her, you know, design studio. So that's a little bit of that too. Everything good? Okay. Um, so I don't know, May maybe that's going to be the idea is they just keep it like, well, you know, the thing that ties everything together is this is a, the idea of old school Hollywood and it's a movie studio. And you, instead of, instead of writing and watching the movies, you become part of the movies, um, which is, you know, kind of goes along with the Mickey and Minnie runaway 
railway experience because you're going to be part of that as well. You're part of that experience. So speaking of Mickey and Minnie and the runaway railway at hand, uh, that's going to be starting up next week. We still haven't managed to get fast passes for it, but I am excited. So here's more evidence that I'm not just always totally against change. Um, do I miss the great movie ride? Sure. Sure. I love that ride. It was one of my favorites. Um, I wish we could have both. I think that it definitely needed some TLC in the latter years. I didn't love the whole Turner classic movie partnership. I don't really think it did anything for that ride, but um, I think that we needed something upgraded. And if they weren't going to give the love necessarily to the great movie ride, then to get something totally new and, and, a ride that incorporates Mickey and Minnie is pretty exciting. I like the new Mickey shorts. I've, I'm a big fan of the new animation style, and I think all those are so much fun. Um, so I like this. Um, I'm hoping that it, it doesn't um, feel like they just kind of, you know, did an overlay of the old ride and you're still going through the old scenes. I hope it feels like a totally different thing and you, and you can't even make that connection uh, to the great movie ride. Um, but we'll see. But I am excited about it. And um I like the idea of kind of stepping through the screen and being part of that. So, um, yeah, well, so far, I feel like this has been a good test. Um, I'm in a better mood than I was earlier, man. I don't even want to, I don't really want to get back into those topics, but, um, I guess my, what I'll say instant reaction, first of all, spaceship earth, we knew the refurb was coming. We also know, based on everything that's going on with Epcot, that things are just changing. It's not going to be the Epcot of old ever again. And I'm largely okay with it because I realize we have to move on and, um, you know, onward and upward. Um, IPs are there. We're never coming back to edutainment. We're never going to have a Wonders of Life pavilion again. Fine. Universe of Energy is gone. Fine. Do I love that Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in Epcot? Mm, I don't love it, but I think I'm going to love that ride. See, this is what it's like being up in my head. It's just a constant internal conflict of you love Guardians of the Galaxy. You love roller coasters. This is going to be a fun experience. And then, you know, th there's that inner old man that's like, but that's not supposed to be in Epcot, you whippersnappers. And I want to, like, knock on my head with a with a, you know, a walking stick. <laughs> That's what old people use, right? Walking sticks, um, like a cane, like Biff in Back to the Future. Um, yeah, but um, so I accept that we're moving into a new era. I think Epcot forever. I get it. I get the message. Here's in memoriam, old Epcot. Enjoy these old songs. And now the future is a whole new world with Aladdin, right? So and and Harmonious is going to be more of the Disney IPs inspired by the movies and things like that. So. Um, I wonder that I'm going to say wonder, I'm going to stop saying fear. I, w I wonder how much of the IPs are going to be incorporated in spaceship earth. Is that going to be part of human storytelling somehow? Cause that's basically what they're saying. Like it's, it's somehow the significance of light moving through human history and, and human storytelling and all that. Um, which it doesn't stray that far from you know, the bones of what Epcot's supposed to be, which is communication and, and technology development uh, around communication. But I think it's going to be 
I mean, obviously, if you saw the the rendering of Egypt, we're getting a lot of more, a lot more special effects. Uh, we're going to have a new narrator. It's going to be different, and we're going to have some new scenes. And who knows what those new scenes are? I mean, um, and it just makes me anxious because I think Spaceship Earth is the icon of Epcot, without a doubt. And that ride to me is something that it's a I have to do it every time. Uh, no matter how many times we go to Epcot, we're always trying to ride that ride, and um, we love it. Sam, maybe not as much. She tends to doze off on Spaceship Earth. <laughs> Don't tell her I told you that. Um, but 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 the rest of us are we're all in all the time. We think it's great, and um, I, you know I just didn't come from a place of thinking it needed to be changed too terribly much. Um, but it is. It's going to happen. I'm okay with it. I can accept it. I hope that I love it when it comes out on the other side. For now, I just feel like I'm going to miss it. Two years? Two years without Spaceship? Two years? I know we get to see it. We still get to see it from the outside. It's still beautiful. It's always going to be beautiful. Uh, but two years? That's a long time. Surely that's an overestimate, and it'll be faster, but I don't know. Seems like the changeover is going to be pretty, pretty drastic. So uh, we'll see, I guess. Um, now, the other thing. <laughs> uh, the main topic of interest for the day. Bob Iger stepping down. Bob Chapik, CEO, effective today. In the past, on this podcast, we've had lots of thoughts about Bob Chapik. Um, being that he was head of parks, I think a lot of credit and blame landed on his shoulders. Um, and you can argue all day long whether or not is he acting, you know, on orders from the top. Is, is he really driving it? Who knows? The only thing that I can present to you as my personal evidence are things that I've heard him say himself. And one of the ones some of it, some of it is is maybe information that I've heard from other sources. Some of it is like in print where you can read it yourself. I there there's lots of evidence to suggest that Mr. Chapik feels you must bring in the IPs because that's what brings in the money. That's what people want to see. That's what kids connect to, and it's about the kids at the end of the day. You're making a magical memory for them. Fine. Whatever. Fine. There are lots of rumors out there that the Imagination Pavilion has been on the chopping block and he's had his eyes on it for a, quite a while. And something, maybe someone in the organization, maybe several people in the organization have so far been successful in slowing down the elimination of what we have today, that being Figment. Um, and... I do worry that, you know, when you say you go to the Epcot experience right now and it's showing you what's to come in Epcot, one of the things that I feel like, and even in the announcements and the, everything that we've heard, one of the things I feel like has been pretty um, obvious by the fact that they're not talking about it a lot is the Imagination Pavilion. So it just makes me wonder what's going on there. I mean, is it is it going to get this change over to up? Not up. Uh, <laughs> inside out is what I was looking for to inside out. Um, you can meet joy in the imagination studio. Now she's at the exit of imagination. 
Kind of interesting that, isn't it? Um, so I don't know. You know, they haven't really done that much with Inside Out. Was Inside Out considered a hit in the theaters? I don't know that it was. I like Inside Out. I think it's good. Um, it's one of those, well, I mean, this goes for Pixar in general. Did it make me cry? Yes. Of course it did. Cry at every Pixar movie. Probably more than once. What movies don't I cry at? I don't know. That'd be an interesting... The, the list of movies that don't make me cry is probably shorter than the ones that do. Okay? If, if that's information enough for you, there you go. But certainly, Inside Out. That one got me. Um, would I like to see an Inside Out attraction? Sure. Do I want it at the expense of Figment? No. The other part is, do I think that the current Journey into Imagination is a great ride? No, I don't. I think that they need to do something totally different. If you if you want to like overhaul a ride with special effects and and make it like some sort of a groundbreaking experience, why not do that to the Imagination ride? It seems ripe for it. it seems perfect. Um, I would even accept if if knowing on the other side that we had this amazing, like beautiful, immersive journey into imagination ride that was like just a mind-blowing 4D experience. I would accept a two-year shutdown. (laughs) Sure. Take it down for two years. Give me something good. No offense to Eric Idle, but it'd be okay if, you know, we don't really need him as part of the next version. Bring back the Dreamfinder. Why not? I don't know. Um... And I, you know, if, if you look and dig into some of the things that I've, I've said, this is going to sound kind of stupid. <laughs> Precursor, pre-warning. This is going to sound stupid. I think Bob Chapik is a person who looks at the bottom line and makes decisions based on, is there opportunity to save money or make money in a, you know, save, save more money by cutting this, save more money or save make more money by bringing in this, do this. And it tends to be more of like a cold looking at the numbers rather than thinking more about the guest experience. I, I found it really interesting in an article that actually Frank sent over to me tonight where uh, they actually put in a paragraph, they put it in words that Bob Chapik's chief concern is guest experience. I don't believe that that's the truth. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the guy. Like I said, this is just based on evidence that I've seen. But is he most concerned about the experience of the guest or is he more concerned about if I make this cut, are people going to complain? Is that the right way to make business decisions? I don't know. Is that the way Walt would do it? I get it. Walt's no longer with us, but these are his parks. His name is on everything. And, uh, Maybe the way Disney does business today isn't the way Mr. Disney would have done business. You know, you, you can't always make foolish decisions that Roy would, you know, have to come in and, and slap you around and knock you to your senses and say, you, we don't have the money. Who's going to pay for this? You know, that sort of thing. You can't make those kind of moves. And Disney doesn't need to make risky moves anymore. But I also think that sometimes the most financially prudent decision doesn't lead to the best guest experience. And Disney's about experience. So I would just tell them, you give people an experience that they have nothing to complain about. There's going to be complaints, but 
give them the most memorable guest experience and people are going to come back. Cut corners when you're charging as much as you possibly can for admission and upcharging for after hours events, charging for every little thing. At some point, people will decide not to come back. And are you willing to push the business to the point where people start making that decision and then you have to roll back some decisions? Why Why do business that way? So, I that's my fear. Now, here's what I hope. I hope 20 years from 15, well, Bob Iger had 15 years. So let's say 15 years from now, we look back and we say, Bob Chapik was you know, had a wonderful tenure and, and what a beautiful time in the parks for, for Disney. And, um, you know, what, an, what, what a time of expansion and Renaissance and just, just an amazing time. And he's going to leave his, his legacy in, in that way. And I, and I hope that's true. And I, and I more than happy to, to say, well, I was totally wrong. Never should have been worried at all. And it's all been great. But right now I don't think there's any problem with me feeling worried. And that's what I feel like. So, again, we'll have to see how it goes. History will tell the tale. Um, but I think we can look back at Bob Iger's tenure and, and feel like, you know, so much change, maybe not all positive. This was definitely a, a, a time in Disney history of, of acquisition. You get Marvel brought into the fold. You get Fox, 20th Century Fox. You get um, Pixar. And you get, of course, Star Wars. Amazing time. These are, I mean, you're bringing my whole childhood under one roof, basically, which is fantastic. And um, <laughs> and here I am telling you, not everything has to be IPs. And these are all IPs, and I love them. And I would love to have X-Men somewhere in the park or, or Marvel in general. More Marvel. Um but Universal, they won't give it up here on the East Coast. That's okay. At some point, at some point, Disney's going to just have enough clout to, ju to just be like, "We're just going to, we're going to pay you off. We'll take those characters now. You go figure out what to retheme the the Hulk coaster into, <laughs> and have a nice day." Um, that'll probably happen. At that point, Universal's not going to care because Epic Universe is going to be open. And phew, wow, hearing great things about that, right? So. Anyway, all right, this has been 30 minutes. I did not expect to be sitting here talking for 30 minutes, but uh, I hope for <laughs> My mom is calling back. What does she have to say? Yes, hello, mom. Yes, darling. I just wanted to update you. Tower of Terror is our favorite thing. Oh, but great. It's a smile world is a favorite thing also. Did you and call it it's a smile world? small world I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be totally crushed if the Muppets aren't there. Right? That's right. And we'd like to know if you have to have a pass if you can get in and eat at the restaurants. Yes, you do. Well, any restaurant inside the parks, you have to have park admission. Okay, uh, do you have to wear Disney clothes? No. <laughs> <laughs> Disney clothes. What what is Disney clothes? You know, can, Mickey and Minnie and, and well, all those people. <laughs> well, I can tell you based on you know our experience now. If you go in the summertime, Disney clothes has a lot of definitions to a lot of people. 
Um, some of it not necessarily appropriate because it's not covering all the things that it should be covering. Um, but usually the restaurants are pretty lenient um, in terms of what you can wear because it is in the theme park and people are out in hot and sweaty weather. So, But well, you do have you. to have a park ticket. Thank you very much. But please don't let them get rid of the Muppets. If I could stop it, I would. I'm doing everything I can. Okay, Hashtag save the Muppets. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye, Mom. Uh, bye, bye, darling. <laughs> Two mom appearances in one show. <laughs> uh, you can't can't get better than that, right? Okay. Uh, don't know what I, where I was before that, but I think it's time to close it out. So I'm gonna hit you with the outro. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me. I hope this was a good time for you. And and just get ready because that live show is going to come up. I'm going to give you the date right now. March the 22nd. March 22nd. We're doing it. 8.30 Eastern. So get ready. I want people calling in. I want people participating. We're going to have a list of questions. We're going to be talking Disney. We're going to have a great time. Maybe some special guests making appearances. Maybe my mom will make an appearance again. Who knows? But mark the calendars. March 22nd, Sunday night, 8.30 Eastern. We're going to do it up, and we're going to do it up big, and it's going to be a celebration of 100 Monday morning monorail episodes. And we're here. We're here today because you all have supported us up to now in such a beautiful way. And we love all of you. Thanks so much for being part of the monorail family. One more thing before I go. Um, the week before... So March, like I said, March 22nd is our uh, big live show the week before. So Monday, March the 16th, we are going to introduce a new monthly segment where Nick Salcedo, our Disney planning extraordinaire, he will be joining us every single month, probably third week of the month. And the whole idea is he's going to answer your Disney travel questions. So Anything you want to ask Nick, you need to send those, either send those to me in, in email, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can call the voicemail if you want to uh, leave a voice message for Nick. You can tweet at us. I'll put out a thread. We'll start a thread for it. You can tweet. But let's start compiling questions because Nick Salcedo is going to be here. And like I always say, we don't really know that much. <laughs> we pretend to know things. Nick actually knows stuff. He's a graduate of the Disney College of Disney Knowledge. You didn't know that was a thing? He graduated from it. So, like, he can answer your questions for real. Um, and we can't. We pretend to. But I do know you need park admission to go to a restaurant in the theme parks. <laughs> so, I cracked myself up. March 16th. We got a couple of weeks leading up to then. So, start coming up with your questions and send those in. And, uh, and Nick is going to answer every single one of them. So, look forward to that every month for the rest of the podcast into perpetuity. Once again, thank you all so much for joining me tonight. This has been fun. I hope it's been fun for you. Have a magical week. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. 
Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs>